Hello again, this is Josh with The Invitation. We continue with our reading, study, and practice of Father Martin Laird's A Sunlit Absence. In our session yesterday, I made a comment about how petitionary prayer, also we could call it supplication, can often put us in the sense of control, that we are in the driver's seat with our demands for God. And in contrast, contemplation is a practice of settling into a posture of openness and rest and trust. It's not that we can't surrender in asking God for specific things. It's not that intercession can't be a kind of cruciform, a kind of dying to self. It's a vulnerable thing to truly ask God for help. The issue is how we come to asking God for things as people of our world today, specifically with the consciousness of someone who lives and moves within North America. And this reminds me of my email exchange with Father Laird. We cannot make contemplation attractive. And yet, here I am, hoping to make it approachable. Fundamental to the practice of Christianity is presenting ourselves as living sacrifices, opening ourselves, taking up our cross daily, This is a matter of surrendering our expectations. But often we have to say our hopes and our desires out loud. We have to make them vulnerable before God to hear ourselves in that wanting. And then we surrender these things, trusting that God is forming us, reshaping our hearts and our minds so that we have a consciousness that thinks and feels and is in the world in the way that God would be, that God would want us to be. So we return to our practice We're invited to choose a breath prayer, a word, a phrase, the classic tradition around the Jesus prayer is just this, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. As we practiced in our last session, it could just be the sacred name of 
Jesus to say Jesus over and over. The idea is with our wandering thoughts, the word becomes a kind of tether, an anchor, like a home base that we return to again and again. So let's choose that sacred name of Jesus. We say his name as we breathe in, and we say it again as we breathe out. As we say this sacred name, we are surrendering, we are making ourselves a living sacrifice, we are opening ourselves. We're moving beyond our best thoughts and our most sincere desires, and we're letting go of control. We're sinking further and further into presence, to be present to ourselves, present to this time, making ourselves present to God. Continuing on page 16, the basic instruction in the practice of contemplation remains fundamentally the same throughout its seasons of practice. Whenever we become aware that our attention has been stolen, we bring it back to the prayer word, united with breath. The practice is not to sit there trying to have thoughts or only certain thoughts. As St. Teresa of Avila put it centuries ago, quote, by trying not to think, we hopelessly stimulate the imagination. The harder you try not to think of anything, the more aroused your mind will become and you will think even more, end quote. Nor do we push away thoughts in an attempt to generate a dull blankness. Instead, we simply bring our attention back to our practice whenever we find that our attention has been stolen. The challenge lies in its simplicity. The practice of bringing the attention back time and again creates what is called a habitus or habit an interior momentum that gradually excavates the present moment, revealing over time the stillness that is within us, like a buried treasure. In early seasons of practice, there is typically very little sense of our abiding immersion in silence, and that's a capital S. He's equating the deep silence of our inner being with the presence of God. So I'll say that again. 
in early seasons of practice, there is typically very little sense of our abiding immersion in silence. Instead, when we try to be silent, we find that there is anything but silence. The inner noise is generated by a deeply ingrained tendency reinforced over a lifetime to derive our sense of who we are, what our life is about from these thoughts and feelings. We look within and genuinely think that we are our thoughts and our feelings. If our thoughts and feelings were a mass of vines and branches, we would say we were smack in the middle of it all. In fact, we might even say we were this tangle of vines. Sometimes it seems that it is not our attention that is so easily stolen, but that there is a strong headwind that prevents our attention from even focusing on the prayer word. No matter what our experience, the practice remains the same. Gently direct the attention back to the prayer word, united with the breath. The basic skill we learned at this doorway of practice is to return to the prayer word instead of getting caught up in reactive inner commentary on the distractions. Because of our nearly complete identification with thoughts, we have a strong tendency to move through life reactively. This generates inner noise and alienates us from the simple experience of thoughts and feelings. Instead, we experience reactive commentaries on thoughts and feelings. The ability to meet with stillness all that appears and disappears in awareness will gradually, very gradually, replace this deeply ingrained pattern of meeting experiences with reactive commentary. The reactive life is strengthened by these sudden spasms of talking, 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 talking to ourselves about life and love and how everybody ought to behave and vote this twittering chatter keeps the attention riveted to and identified with the objects that appear in our minds. With regular practice and according to timing beyond our control, our practice will begin to change. As our practice deepens, thoughts and feelings continue to come and go, but our relationship with them changes. So we can return to the very first sentiment in the introduction that awareness is somehow the key to ourselves. Much of what I've learned about facilitating contemplative prayer practices and facilitating retreats is from my practice again and again in a prison. I would be in my sixth year at E.C. Brooks Correctional Facility if I had permission to get into the prison right now. But as I would return to pray with my brothers there, we learned to think about our thinking 
to be attentive to our attention, to listen to how we listen. This awareness of who I am as a person who is capable of awareness. This is a sinking into my deeper identity. And this in turn helps me present myself again as a living sacrifice. Father Laird is saying that most of us remain in our surface level entanglement. These vines of thoughts or emotions or the combination this could also be the reactivity to getting things done, our angst and our anxiety in our bodies to be productive, to be people of power. You may already be familiar with this idea that we are first human beings before we are human doings. It's not that we're saying that our thoughts or our emotions, or our actions are wrong. It's that we are choosing to live out of a deeper reservoir of love that is nurtured and nourished in the presence of God. If you already have had the gift of a deep, intimate relationship with another person, whether this is a romantic relationship or significant trusting friendship, if this is intimacy with your children, with your parents, you know the joy of simply being in the presence of another. When we're truly present with another being, there is no agenda, there's no expectations, there's no need to control or to manipulate. It is, again, this presenting ourselves as a sacrifice, this opening of trust and waiting. This is the Copernican revolution of coming to terms with the idea that, that the fundamental relationship we have with God is beyond our thoughts, beyond our feelings, beyond our doings. And in our Sabbath, in our resting, in our silence, it might be helpful to have a little story to attach this to. It's said of Mother Teresa of Calcutta that she was interviewed by a journalist. The journalist asked her, Mother, when you pray and talk to God, what is it that you say to God? And she responded, Oh, when I pray, I don't say anything at all. The journalist, scratching his head, said, Well, then what do you do when you pray? She said, Oh, I just listen. And so the journalist responded again by saying, Well, then when you pray and you're listening, what does God say to you? And she responded by saying, Oh, he doesn't say anything either. And if you don't understand that, then you don't understand prayer.
So we are in contemplation, listening to how we are listening. We are attentive to our attention so that we can relax ourselves, so that we can surrender ourselves. I can notice my greedy desires, my calculating thoughts, my controlling thoughts. I can notice the anxiety in my body. I can realize what's really going on inside of myself so that I can then surrender that, move beyond it into a posture of openness, love, rest, patience, forgiveness, gentleness, trust. Amen. So I'm going to try to continue with this book. It's a lot to imbibe. And I invite your interaction. Please don't be shy with your questions or your comments or relating your own experience of growing in this way. I'm found at josh at invitationpodcast.org. In this last week, I have received a handful of new donations and some wonderful emails from listeners. Thank you for reaching out. It is a true honor and delight to serve you in this way. If you're not already a subscriber to the Invitation Podcast, I invite you to get on invitationpodcast.org to find the subscribe button at the bottom. It should also be a pop-up. It's always encouraging and helpful to have your financial support, but the greatest gift, honestly, is that you would share the invitation with someone else, that you would invite someone to the invitation. If this spiritual formation resource is fruitful and helpful and nourishing to you, then let's share that goodness with others and invite them onto this journey as well. I sincerely appreciate what Father Laird is saying, that we cannot try to trick people. We cannot make contemplation attractive. This truly is the work of the Holy Spirit that we can trust and rest in. Yet as we go deeper into God, as we taste and see His love and His goodness, it is quite natural to come back out of our prayer and want to invite others to enjoy this gift, this richness. And that's why I am offering you the Invitation Podcast. That's why I'm here with this book with you. I hope you're well. I hope you're well even in the midst of this quarantine. Till next time, amen. Amen.